This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm super excited. Why? Because we have another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. Now, I'm not sure if you are one of the individuals who are abreast of everything that's going on in the news. I'll be very honest to admit that I am not an avid news watcher. I don't watch the news and I'm one of those who believe that a lot of the news outlets and media outlets are sort of crafted and designed to perpetuate a mindset, a spirit, a mental and emotional stance of fear. And a lot of times we welcome so much into our subconscious that it can create a mental and proverbial prison because we don't have the wherewithal to intentionally interrupt the things that are entering into our subconscious. You'd be surprised as to how much we just surrender to because we don't have the thought process to interrupt what we are encountering, listening to, watching, or hearing at a moment's notice. You know, there are certain things that I don't allow people to say around me or to speak about me in my presence, because if I don't interject to interrupt it, then my silence can subconsciously agree. You know, they say silence is consent. It can subconsciously agree to what I'm hearing, even if I don't believe what I'm hearing. There are, it's the, uh, what I like to call information residue, where it, it leaves pieces of what you've heard, of what you've seen, of what you've listened to, and that's why what you hear is so powerful. What you watch is so powerful. That's why you got to be intentional. You know, I'm very intentional. My wife and I, we try to be very intentional about what we watch before bed, um, you know, we're often very busy, but at the end of the night, you know, we like to sort of turn off for a minute and, and have just some mindless, you know, opportunities for us not to have to think about our businesses, about our ventures, about work, about, you know, what we're going to do and how we're building and what we're creating. But we have to be very intentional about what we're watching right before bed because subconsciously we are allowing whatever we're watching to creep into our subconscious space and leave information residue that oftentimes rears its head in our dreams. You, you, I guarantee you, you can trace a lot of the nights of where 
you didn't sleep well or you may have had dreams or you tossed and turned if you really went back and did an assessment of what did I do before I went to bed? What was the disposition that I was in before I closed my eyes? What did I hear? What were the last conversations? That's why they tell people who are married, don't go to bed angry. Nine times out of 10, you're not going to sleep anyway. But Oftentimes, we literally just allow things into our subconscious and we surrender to whatever we see. And the news is one of those things that causes people to just surrender to what the quote unquote experts are telling us in that very moment. And if we don't get in the habit of interrupting certain things, for instance, if I cough or if I am feeling a certain way and someone says, oh, well, you must be sick. I, don't don't speak that on my life. Oh, 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 you you must you you must be coming down with something. Don't say that. I don't receive that. Well, well, you coughing. OK, well, just because you see me cough doesn't mean that you have the power or you have gone to school to actually have a degree to diagnose what you see in my life. You know, what's crazy is that a lot of people are providing a diagnosis or prognosis based on their limited experience. And we accept it and embrace it every time we don't interrupt it. When you start having issues that are going on in your life and, you know, people start to speak random things, get in the habit of interrupting what you're hearing because those interrupters where you are actually making the interruption is telling your subconscious mind to disregard what I just heard. It's actually closing the access gate for your mind to to leave residue of the information that you just saw, that you just listened to, that you just witnessed, you have to interrupt those things. Otherwise, they will take root unknowingly. Did you know that your brain is hardwired to process 40 to 50 bits of information at any given moment? And that's in your conscious state. But in your subconscious, unconscious awareness, there are 11 million impressions that are fighting for the opportunity for control of your mental state. 11 million impressions. Why is that important? Is because your mind is always looking for cognitive shortcuts of how to get somewhere quicker. So if you allow certain things into your subconscious and then you go to sleep with those things fresh on your mind, then your mind subconsciously finds a quicker access point to what you just saw and allows that into your dreams, which then affects how you sleep, which then affects how you wake up, which then affects the next day. And a lot of us carry on the same energy, all of these uh, nightmares and all of the negativity that we felt while we were sleeping because we didn't do our job in making sure that we were interrupting what we were experiencing or witnessing. So get in a habit, get in a habit of interrupting things so that you don't have information residue in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit that is unconsciously affecting you in ways that you have no knowledge of that's one of the worst things that could happen is that something is affecting you 
in a way that you have no idea or understanding where it actually came from. You know, it's like when they say, uh, oh, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. No, I might have allowed something into my subconscious that I didn't interrupt, that I didn't replace, that I didn't face and replace so that I could position my sleep for peaceful rest. So I am very intentional about what I allow into my subconscious and what I watch, which is why I don't watch a lot of news. But there are certain times when things happen in the world that garner national and international coverage that you have to pay attention to. You can't miss it. Everyone's talking about it. It's in every barbershop and hair salon and locker room. It, it's at the water cooler. It's in the break rooms where people are discussing what's going on. And there's this buzz that's happening that you are unable to to get away from or ignore. And one of those things is actually taking place as we speak. Um, today, July 8th, 2023, there are wildfires that are spreading across Canada in a vast and increasing fashion. The Canada wildfires are literally fires that have covered the east coast of the United States in smoke. These are fires that have broken out and it's literally affecting millions of people and their lives and their ability to function in a state of normality. And, you know, there are a lot of times when wildfires happen in different parts of the country and, you know, we hear about it, but we don't necessarily pay attention to it. And it's like one of those things that say, oh, OK, there are fires that are happening. You hear about them a lot on the West Coast in California and you say, oh, there's, there are wildfires and you hear about it. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm praying everyone's OK, but we're not really in a state where we're focused on it because it is happening in a region that does not directly affect my well-being. Well, these wildfires have decided to take on a completely different approach. These wildfires have covered almost the entire east coast of the United States with a smoke, a haze, a fog, a cloud of smoke that is stemming from these wildfires that are burning in uncontrollable fashion in several parts of Canada. Now, there are a lot of people who are paying close attention to these wildfires. Why? Because it is directly affecting a vast amount of people. That these aren't fires that we can ignore, that we can just pray that everything works out and go about our daily routines. These fires are having a vast negative effect on a lot of people. 
the ability to have clean air and the smog that's already naturally within the air with all of these plants and organizations. But now you have to fight with the smoke and the haze and all of the the fumes and the toxicity that's in the air as a result of these wildfires. And I, I felt it necessary to talk about these wildfires that are burning in Canada, because not just from a natural perspective, I think that there are a lot of tools that we could pull out and extract from what's taking place in Canada. Because if we're very honest, a lot of us mentally, emotionally, spiritually are suffering in areas of our lives because there are wildfires that have been burning on the inside of us that we have been trying to smile through, that we've been trying to be productive on top of, that we've been trying to push past. And we've reached these places in our lives where we can no longer ignore the fire that's burning on the inside of us. So we're going to, I want to talk about a couple aspects of things that I saw when I took notice and actually dove into the story um, that my wife put me on to about these wildfires. So I'm going to give you some tools and we're going to extract some content that I believe is going to change your perspective because I've been in a place, I've lived in spaces where I felt like I could not address the wildfire that was burning on the inside of me because of my responsibilities, because I had too much to do. I did not have time. I didn't have time to grieve. I did not have time to address my feelings. And the truth of the matter is, if you don't make time to address the fire the that starts to spark on the inside of you, it will quickly turn into an uncontrollable wildfire. And that's when things get dangerous. So we're going to dive into two aspects of um, thoughts that I want you to consider that I saw that sort of correlate, not just in a natural sense, but in a mental, emotional and spiritual sense within looking at these wildfires that are burning in Canada, but are affecting several parts of the country. So um, when I did some research, I was looking at the cause, the root cause of why these wildfires began. I wanted to know the root cause because a lot of times we address the petals of a situation and we never take the time to dig up the root to figure out what's really going on beneath the surface. So I wanted to know why, what happened did someone start the fire? Were there electrical problems? Was there a, a natural disaster? What took place? And when I did some research, it says that there was no real cause for the fire other than the dry heat that sort of takes place during this time of year. And in this dry heat, when it is this dry, it is a breeding ground for more lightning strikes. It literally said that there is no root cause. It's just a dry time of year. And when it's this dry, it's a breeding ground for lightning strikes. So now when you look at that in a natural sense, what's the takeaway here that you can take to apply to your life? 
is the truth of the matter is this. The longer you stay in environments, circumstances, and situations that have dried up, you set yourself up to become a breeding ground for lightning strikes. When you are living in a state where your life just so happens to feel dry, where there is nothing that is bringing you joy and you seem to be in this constant state where you're just going through the motions and there are, are, are spaces where you just can't find something that makes you come alive when you're in these dry seasons and we have all been there and we're, we're it doesn't matter how good or quote unquote your life may be. You internally can just feel dry, like you're missing something. And when you are in a dry state, when you are, when you are feeling dry mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, when you are feeling dried up and you sit in that space for a long time, or for longer than you expect it to, you become a breeding ground for something to strike that will cause a wildfire to break out. You become a breeding ground. Every dry season is an opportunity if we're not intentional and proactive in preparing for the dry seasons, it's an opportunity for a lightning strike or for something out of the blue to happen or for something to set you off or for something to push you over the edge. And then you get into these places and spaces where now we're reacting to the lightning strike and we didn't have the the knowledge or the wisdom or the wherewithal to understand that it was because I was in a dry season that because I'm in this dry season, I need to be more intentional about the people that I talk to about the communication that I have about the conversations that I invest in about the things that I'm watching and the things that I'm listening to the songs that I'm playing when you're in a dry season, for instance, if you've ever been in that place where you are, not in a relationship and you desire a relationship and it just seems like it's dry. Like it's just an emotionally relationally dry season that everybody you talk to gets on your nerves or it's just dry or it could be even dry in, in your relationship. We just feel like it's just a dry season. If you put on the wrong music or you talk to the wrong person, you become a breeding ground for their negativity to strike deep within your mind and in your heart and cause something to spontaneously combust and then now you have this uncontrollable fire and you find yourself in situations or mental places or emotional fights and you don't even know how you got there it's because we're in dry seasons and when you're in dry seasons we have to be more intentional about protecting our our access points when it's dry when you're going through a tough time at work 
And it just seemed like it's just one thing after another. And every day you leave depleted and every day you try to you try to work yourself up to to maintain a positive disposition. And then you leave and or you get there and it, the energy is sucked out of you and all of your hope and all of your uh, optimism is now crushed. And now you slipped into this pessimistic state and you've embraced the energy and the emotions of the environment and you're in this dry state you have to be intentional about who you talk to even on the job you have to be intentional because in that dry state you can get around the wrong person on the wrong day and they can say something to set you off and then that lightning strikes and then guess what You've said too much, you've done too much, you told someone off in a way that was unprofessional, and now your job is at jeopardy because we were responding from dry places. The Canada wildfires have no root cause other than just being a dry season. And we've all been in dry seasons where we become a breeding ground for these lightning strikes. How do you know? How do you know when you're in this dry season, when you're slipping into a space where where you may not even be aware that you've walked into a dry season? It's important to do constant progress reports and check in with yourself. Check in with uh, with with the people that you're connected to. If you have a spouse, do a check in. Me and my wife often we just sit and we say, "Hey, how, how am I? How am I doing as a husband? You know, let's let's talk. Tell me, are there anything that uh, is there anything that I can do to improve? Is there anything that I can do to be better? What what what? Because here's the thing, we see our experience through one lens but the people that we are connected to could see it in a totally different light and the truth about how you quantify or qualify your standing is dictated by the people that you interact with what what does that mean you can feel like you're a good parent But if you start having interactions and people are telling you, hey, hey, no, you could feel like you're a good spouse. But if your spouse then says, "Uh, no, we got some work to do, then there is something that I need to take notice of because I can look through the my my lens of my experience through one way. And then the person that's on the other end of the encounter sees it or receives it from a completely different perspective. So how do you know? How do you know? This is what it looks like when you're in a dry season. I'm going to give you three different uh, ways to sort of know if you're in a dry season, what it looks like, or if you are encountering someone who may be in a dry season. So, So the first stage, right, is how you can know that people are in a dry season and and lightning strikes are taking place within the inside of their minds and their hearts, their spirits, is that when they reach uh, or, or step into what I like to call the bag work stage, 
Now, what do I mean by bag work? If you are a boxing fan or if you know anything about boxing or if you don't, they're one of the main things that boxers train with are the punching bags. Right. And they call it bag work where you, you punch the heavy bag or you have the, the motion bag. And it is to develop your ability to to be consistent and to be effective when you enter into the ring to do battle. And this bag work is oftentimes where people who are not even boxers find an opportunity to let go of all of their steam and all of their frustration because once you start hitting this heavy bag or this punching bag and you can get that negative energy off of you, that's how you start to offload and you start to uh, feel better about it because you can get that energy out. And a lot of times we are encountering people who are doing bag work within the confines of their relationship so what do I mean you know when there's a lightning strike that's taking place in a wildfire that's burning because they've entered into a dry season when they start treating the people who are closest to them like punching bags when they start having those short-tempered explosions when, when things that are minute and small become these major things of, of, of conflict and these major areas of, of just dissension, when people start treating you or when you subconsciously start snapping at people, you may be in the stage where you are literally going through every day um, operating from the bag work stage where you're treating people like punching bags, where you are letting off your steam and your frustration because you're in a dry season on the people that you care about. And you know, the truth about it is normally the people who experience all of the punching and all of the negativity and all of the blowups are the people that matter the most to you. They are the ones that are closest to you the ones who you actually value the most. And you, we get into this place where people start responding and we start treating people like punching bags because we've hit this dry season and something happened where a lightning strike took place and somebody said something to you or somebody cut you off or somebody was supposed to do something for you and let you down or you were looking for something or you were hoping for something and it didn't come to pass and then we start taking all of our anger and frustration and our bitterness out on the people that we're closest to. This is when we are in the bag work stage. So that's how you know first. Well, you may be in a dry season and you have experienced a lightning strike and now you are trying to figure out how to maneuver and what to do and how to uh, how to respond. You may be in this dry season and a wildfire may be actually going on on the inside of you if you are in the bad work stage and you're you treating people or your spouse or your children like punching bags. Right. So that's the first that's the first stage It's the bag work stage. The second stage of how you may know that someone may be in a dry season, a lightning strike has happened and now they're battling wildfires is what I like to call the dumpster diving stage. This is when you make those people who are closest to you 
the place where you go to dump all of your negativity, your negative emotions, how you feel about everything that you're experiencing, and you just dump it all onto the people who are closest to you. Now, I do believe that there is a necessity in venting and and getting the the thoughts and the feelings out but if you're not careful you can very quickly slip into complaining versus a state of venting and you have to be aware right of the people who you are talking to and the things that they may be experiencing in their lives and I know some of us you know that the person who every time they call you Every time yeah, I haven't even finished a sentence and you already think about them. Every time they call you go, oh, my God, here we go again. Because they always have something negative. Every single time they're complaining about something, every time you talk to them, they're, they're, they're dumpster diving. They're literally just causing all of their negativity to be dumped on you. And you and now you have to sort of sift through all of the stuff that they're going through. And now you subconsciously absorb all of the negativity. And that's why you got to be careful about what you share and how much you share, because people subconsciously don't have the the wherewithal to interrupt certain things to say, OK, hey, hey, let's just take a break for a moment because I'm absorbing too much. We, we say I'm being a good friend and I'm listening and, and, and that may be true, but if you start listening and you start dumpster diving and you start uh, taking on all of the negativity and the emotions and all of the feelings that they're feeling, then now you are in the same state that they are in and nobody can help anybody if we're all in the same state. So it's when you make the people who are closest to you the place where you go to dump. But it's also when you make the people who are closest to you sift through all of the clutter of your emotions to figure out what's actually wrong with you. I'll give you a clear example. And all of the the, the married people are, are probably going to um, understand and feel this uh, uh, a lot more uh, when I say this. It's when you see people who are visibly upset when you see people and you can see their disposition, I mean, the, the eyebrows are scrunched up. There's a scowl on their face. They're grinding their teeth. Their fists are balled up. They're tapping. They're humming. They're trying to do everything in their power to not lose it. And you say, hey, what's wrong? And they say, nothing. Um, Excuse me. I can see you. <laughs> I know that that's not the truth. What's what's actually going on? Nothing. Dumpster diving. Where now, hey, I'm here trying to figure out how I can be a better support. And instead of you being open and honest, you're making me go through the dumpster. And I'm trying to figure it out. And I have to sift through. Okay, let me let me ask some different questions. And 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 I'll be very honest. I have uh, consistently been working on not being a dumpster diver, not making my wife have to dumpster dive because I am one who has always had a lot of responsibility. And I used to adopt the mentality that I don't have time. 
I don't have time. I, I can't I can't go into it because if I go into it, it's going to affect me too much and then I'm going to slip into a place that I can't get out of. And it's like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's nothing. I got it. I, I was I was the king of I got it. If you if you get the book when life happens, there's actually a chapter in there that's entitled I got it. And it's 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 the story of how someone works through the aspect of knowing that, in fact, I really don't have it, but I just don't know how to express that I don't have it. So we we get into this dumpster diving stage where we're making people sift through it, trying to figure it out. Imagine if you drop something valuable in uh, one of the large uh, dumpsters and you had to jump in and find it. If you were taking out the trash and when you threw the bag in, your wedding ring went in with the trash. Oh, you would have to get in the trash to find this ring. And a lot of us have to get in the trash and sift through it because we don't have the, the wherewithal or the ability to say, I'm frustrated, uh, I, I am upset because we entered this dry season. And when we enter dry seasons, one of the main things that we start doing is we stop talking. We stop being vocal and honest and vulnerable. We get to this place where we start internalizing and we start trying to suck it up. And we just, we're in this place where we're making the people who are closest to us sift through all all of the junk that we are facing because we don't have the ability to express it. This is how you may know that you're actually in a season where it's a dry season, where maybe there's a lightning strike that took place and there's a wildfire burning. When you start making people have to jump through hoops to figure out what's wrong with you. Where you, where you make people start to have to, to ask you four, five, six, and seven times. And see, it, <laughs> and you know what would be funny is if they just asked you once and you said nothing and they left you alone, oh, you would be furious. <laughs> How dare you ask me only one time of what's wrong with me? I at least deserve eight different uh, questions. Reframe the question. Let me ask me again. Ask me in a different way. Ask me in a different language. <laughs> we make people dumpster dive. <laughs> and if we're not careful, we can affect people that are connected to us in such an incredibly negative way. Right. So what's the, the last stage, right, of knowing that you may be in a, a dry season and it's affecting you and there's a wildfire that's broke out in your life and you may be unaware. I call this the Novocaine stage. It's when you have become numb and disconnected. When you're in this place where now you're just going through the motions. Where, where now you're not even connected to what's going on. And it's, it's like if you ever had somebody and you were talking to them and they start gazing off into space and they just drift and their mind goes and they're no longer here. Their body is here. But you may be talking to them for seven minutes straight and they have heard not one word. They haven't blinked. They've barely taken a breath. They have left here. <laughs> and a lot of times... In dry seasons, it's very easy to leave here. 
It's very easy to detach, to become disconnected, to slip into this numb phase so that we can maintain a level or pieces of productivity. I, I literally, I told uh, a therapist one time that I felt like I had to become numb emotionally so that I can maintain my level of productivity. And when I said it, I thought it was a good idea. I thought it made sense. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Numb so that way you can keep. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. The, let me tell you, you can always know when someone is not sold on an emotion or a feeling when they start repeating things really fast <laughs> and and over and over again, you know. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they always go soprano, you know. I, I, I do that. I tell them myself. <laughs> you know, you ask me, are you good? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you are not, sir. Quit dumpster diving right now. You're making me dumpster dive. That's what you need to say. When when someone, <laughs> when you're talking to someone, hey, are you good? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good, I'm good, good. Okay, stop making me dumpster dive. I'm not diving in this dumpster today. Let's talk about it because I'm here, right? But in the chapter, The Choice, it talks about where you have to make a choice and there are different types of aspect. When when people reach a, a wall and they can, now we enter into this, um, what I like to call the, the zombie state and we're going through the motions or there are different types of, of how we become disconnected, right? Because in this Novocaine state, you become numb and disconnected, but it, it that, the level of disconnection shows up in different ways, right? So in the chapter, The Choice, we see the different ways that we can become disconnected because once we we become disconnected, we subconsciously start leaving or withdrawing from the places that we're connected to. So the first one is, is uh, I talk about location leaving, right? It's when you physically leave a location. This is how you can start recognizing when someone may be in a dry season or there's a wildfire that's burning on the inside that they don't have language for, that there's a lightning strike that just took place is when they start leaving locations where they stop coming home or they start finding excuses to stay away. I'm telling you, I've been in, in situations where I just drove around and I just 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 wandered because my mind was so overwhelmed that I just couldn't go home, right? Because I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts. So that's it's location leaving where you start seeing people and the behaviors changes and no, and normally they're home by this time or normally once they leave work they go here and then all all of a sudden, the behavior starts to change consistently. And now, you know, you find every opportunity to leave and not be connected. You may be in that Novocaine state. The next state is the emotional leaving. This is the zombie state. This is when we're going through the motions. This is when you 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 see people and you ask them, are you good? And you say, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can see in their eyes that they are so disconnected from the moment that they're not even present, that they don't even have the ability to tap into what you are asking them in this moment. That's when they're emotionally disconnected, where they're in this zombie state and they're just going through the motions. And they start having these blank stares on their faces. And and every time they approach something there, you there's no uh, there's no excitement and there's no anger. There's no either end of the spectrum. They've just found the center 
and they just remain there at all times. That's that emotional leaving. That's how you may know you're in this Novocaine state. And then there's what I call the absolute leaving where people completely detach. People have ended relationships and walked off of jobs and ended things that were designed to help them to achieve their purpose because they hit a dry season and didn't know how to maneuver through it because they hit a dry season and then there was a lightning strike and this wildfire consumed every aspect of their mind, their heart, their emotions, everything. This wildfire broke out and it caused them to completely detach. And we get into this place and space now where you realize when you look back, because hindsight is twenty twenty, a lot of us don't realize that we slipped into this Novocaine state and the dry season prompted a lightning strike of emotions or a lightning strike of toxicity. And then this wildfire broke out and then it just consumed everything that I held dear to my heart, my mind, my soul, and my spirit. And if we're not careful, these wildfires will literally take over our entire lives. Tune in next week as we go deeper talking about these wildfires in dry seasons. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.